not the last time you've seen it. I got to see a great performance. It was by Chesney Hawks. It was a half time. Performed the one and only. A bit like England's performance. Started a little bit slowly, but then it sort of peaked in the second half. In saying that, I'm not sure if everyone will remember it in years to come. An MBE settles the Battle of Britain. USA thank the heavens for their Christian and even without their main man, a Senegal battled through to set up a clash with England. We're joined by Daniel McDonald from Qatar and anyone listening yesterday would have heard Dan justify his decision to take in Qatar's game against the Netherlands. How did that work out for you, Dan? Well, I think the moral of the story today for me uh, is no the buffet that's won too many. You know, ultimately, it's Tony Cascarino's fault, right? I mean, we, we had it last week. I mean, there's... there's I'm always conscious to this. I mean, like, uh, I'm not uh, in this sort of sense of, you know, everything is wonderful over here. I just think there's almost an absurdity to it that, you know, let's give the media like a wonderful buffet service in the main media center and <clears throat> lay on buses and everything. And, you know, all, all the coverage will be uh, wonderful. Everything will be will be great here. But I must admit, like, the buffet is pretty good, uh, as Cascarino quite, pointed, quite rightly pointed me towards. So... It's a sort of a it's a sort of a rational thing to do. You're you're going to Netherlands against Qatar, you know. Come back to my sort of uh, to my loud roots, you know. Get your dinner in the middle of the day. So I I got got into the media center. I was enjoying my buffet, pretty relaxed because one of the mad things as the tournament goes on, you just realize that the, it's pretty easy to get the games generally. And I was so relaxed. Um, after finishing my dinner, I strolled down to get the bus uh, around. 10 past four here, six o'clock kickoff to be told that the last bus to Al Bait Stadium, which is the most, most remote stadium, was maybe a little bit too casual, was gone. I mean, there was a double double agony to the whole thing because I, I just arrived there feeling like a really like good Samaritan um, because okay. on, my, on my way to the bus, I bumped into another Irish journalist. I'm not going to name who they are, but, you know, reasonably well-known Irish journalist, maybe podcaster. And uh, okay. they were wa- walking... Uh, passed me in the opposite direction. They said they were going to Education City for the Ecuador Senegal match. That didn't sound right to me because I was like, "Yeah, they were like, yeah, there's no buses there, so I have to go and get the metro." Because Education City, like, it's only like it's only two stops away in the metro from the media center. It's like clearly there's no bus there uh, because it's it's that close, um, or there's no you know it's it's too close to even put on the media bus. I was just thinking, that doesn't sound right. I said, I know Tunisia, France is an education city. There's no way there's two games in a row in education city at the same time. Sure enough, this person checked their phone. It turned out that actually the game, they were they were about to go on a futile trip to education city for a game that wasn't there. Uh, Ecuador, Senegal was in another stadium, Khalifa. So, I mean, I felt brilliant, you know. Not really, you know, can't always be that generous person, but I was like, I felt brilliant. Like, no, come to me. Let's go and get the buses. The Khalifa Stadium bus was there. I pointed him off on his merry way as he got onto the bus and then realized that there was no bus there for me because Albate is that far away that the bus the bus leaves earlier. So that was it. I mean I I don't know what to do. There was a there was a quite irate there was someone else in the same boat, which always helps because you don't feel like that much of an idiot. Um okay. and uh, this individual not I don't know where he was from. I'm he was a a little bit of Latin fire in him, but I couldn't really figure out quite what his language was i did suggest uh sharing a taxi uh clearly he's not on a great expense deal 
because he scoffed off uh, and didn't really fancy that at all. And the last I saw of him was going back in, having a row with security, saying he had a pacemaker so he couldn't go through the scanning machine. And that's the end of our, our World Cup, our shared journey. But basically for me, that was it. I couldn't go to Netherlands, Qatar. I spent 24 hours justifying the reason for going there. Um, and I couldn't go. So it was, uh, it was back we, to square to be one. Fair, we've, we've been talking about that that now for about three and a half minutes, which is probably more than we would have got out of Qatar and Netherlands. So in, in, in some ways, it's, it's served its purpose. Well, yeah, apart from the fact that, I mean, it does seem like they started to let people free into the stadium as the game went on to make it full up. Uh, that does seem well, to be there was some, some story there was some stories game. as well. Yeah, there were some stories as well of people who'd been promised to get in and then by the time they'd let people in free, there was no room for the people that did promise to get in. So oh, just dear. seems to be a bit of a mess. Look, that's that's I guess that's the story that you could have had, but uh like the old bullseye thing, here's the story you could have had. But uh I guess the one you did go to in the end, England and Wales, wasn't probably the game of the day, if you like. There's some it was a decent performance from England in the end to get through, but I guess the end of an era for Wales as well. Yeah, no, that's it. I went up, I plopped myself down onto the waiting list for England-Wales, and I, I was approved. It was great, and I did. I got to see a great performance. It was by Chesney Hawks. It was a halftime. Uh, he performed the one and only. A uh, bit like England's performance, started a little bit slowly, but then it sort of peaked in the second half. And um, in saying that, I'm not sure if everyone will remember it in years to come, which I think is possibly what the English performance was a little bit like too. Um, they they got the job done, but you know you build a game up in your head. It's like, uh, yeah, I'll go to this game. It's uh, I mean, I basically went to it because it's the easiest one logistically uh, at that stage, mm-hmm. and, and I reckon I, I couldn't miss the bus to this one. Um, it was it was pretty underwhelming. Like you have it in your head, this is a derby. This is going to be there's going to be some kind of spice. There's going to be some kind of spark and. Yeah, it was a bit of booing of anthems and a little bit of that, but not really. It just felt like um, felt more like uh, an FA Cup tie featuring a team that didn't really believe that they could do it, um, yeah. but sort of happy to be a part of it without ever believing they could be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, Wales, Wales didn't even lay a glove and Gareth Bale gone off at yeah. half-time, and I think Robert Page spoke afterwards about about his future. No, he he's, wants to play and uh, he's got the hunger and desire and you see why when he, he gets the um, ovation, like I said, that he got from our supporters and, and he loves playing for his country. It doesn't mean that we're still not going to develop these younger players through, so we'll, we'll have to get the balance right, but it's not the last time you've seen it. Well, that, I think, you know, there's no doubt that the a big theme of the game was is just age, like the, the age of the Welsh players. I mean, my piece I ended up writing was effectively centred around it. Like, it's it does feel like the end of an era for them as much as they maybe believe it might not be the end of, of, of some international careers. But you look at it, um, you know, Bale can't play the second half. Ramsey's tired, gets booked for a late tackle on, on Henderson. Joe Allen can't continue. Even Ben Davies went off um, injured. Um, and you're just looking at what's there behind and you're, you're thinking, no, this isn't... I mean, they... Naturally, you sort of look at Ireland and, and you see well, where where might Ireland stand relative to Wales. But like depth is an issue. Like they've got a uh, two League One midfielders and a League Two midfielder in their squad. Um, uh, they do have like Premier League players, but if Fulham and Bournemouth were relegated, um, they'd suddenly be they'd be decimated. You know, in that yeah. regard. Um, and like okay, younger players like Nico Williams is twenty one. Harry Wilson is 25, um, one or two others are in that sort of bracket. 
Um, but they're, you know, you know, like they're, they're under twenty one crop. Uh, the most recent crop that just graduated there was four League of Ireland players in that, you know, and that's I mean they're good, mm-hmm. talented players, but like it's you know you you, you would say that, um, you know, that at one point I think it was more players in the Welsh under twenty one squad from the League of Ireland than than the actual Ireland one because a lot of the them Irish, have got yeah. mo- a lot of them have got moves because they're going their careers maybe is 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 progressing faster. So yeah, I mean like it, there's a certain sadness in it. I mean they've had a great run at it. I mean this is the thing like they've had an amazing decade for a team that was 117th in the world in 2011. Um, yeah. And Stephen Kenny was at this game. Keith Andrews was with them. Uh, you know, Wales sort of wrote off a campaign or two to 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 eventually peak over time. And you could say you could take some kind of heart from that. But then again, they also had a Gareth Bale, which they had a five-time have. Champions League winner coming through. Yeah. But that's uh, you know, and Aaron Ramsey again. Yeah, Aaron Ramsey, who looks like a player very much now. I'm not sure. I think he's still only maybe 31, 32. 31, yeah. Very much 31. Yeah. He looks. He's very much like one of those players, a bit like a, a Cesc Fabregas or a Wayne Rooney, who had a lot of miles on the clock by the time he was 23, 24, and just looks like, you know, he, he looks like someone who's pressing the accelerator, and there's nothing there. There's nothing else left, and it was it was kind of sad to see him kind of get around the the, the pitch there tonight because, like. There are there were times over the course of his career that he you know he would quite he would not easily but he would certainly have lived with a midfield of you know Declan Rice, Stuart Bellingham and uh, Jordan Henderson and you know he couldn't he couldn't get close to him the tackle on Henderson was poor um, and was one of those ones you like you kind of you say he got there as fast as he could but that's just not very fast anymore and that was kind of indicative of the way Wales were you know England kind of. Again, it's hard to know. You can't know what to expect from England, really. You know, you can't judge anything on that. But they did what they had to do, just kept them at arm's length, kept them with no great scares. And, and that was all they had to do against them. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, you know, we speak about Brazil, you know, uninspiring, but they, they do enough to win. Um, I'm not I'm not saying England are Brazil, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that. But in saying that, like, there's a slight parallel in that they sort of killed this game and this burst of activity. But Wales were so poor. Like Wales were probably the worst European team in the competition. You would say. I know yep. Serbia haven't been uh, have have underperformed, um, but you could definitely say Wales uh, uh, have been have been pretty pretty average. You know, I mean, Iran sort of ran all, ran all over them. They were second best against the USA and abject uh, defeat to England. So they. Yeah, I, but 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 I mean, I'm not even sure if it's the case that they underperformed or is it just the form, the level they're at at the moment, albeit with a yeah. couple of players struggling. Like they they beat Ukraine in in the summer, but Ukraine were, you know, had to like the the, the, the draw like it was very weighted in Wales' favour. Like they had a couple of extra days to play while Ukraine were coming off the back of a draining game with Scotland. So yeah, um, among everything else, yeah, among everything else. So um, yeah, it's actually um like I, I don't know thinking about Stephen Kenny and Keith Andrews is like yeah Wales are on the decline but it's like uh, I mean this is this is complete like nerd territory stuff to be looking this far down the line of permutations before Euros group has even started but um, like Ireland's route to a Euro 2024 playoff um, if they're not going to finish ahead of France and the Netherlands is for um, they want all the top two seeds pretty much in the Euros groups to all qualify and not to have too many shocks and like Wales are already a, a problem like, you know, Wales are in a group mm-hmm. of Croatia and Turkey, and you're thinking, 
think Ireland have can afford two or three shocks in the groups or apparent shocks relative to um seedings and Wales would be one I'd be pretty uh I'd be pretty worried about now. Uh, so yeah. maybe we could do with them uh finding a little bit of life to finish ahead of Turkey anywhere, get to the Euros and we can totally write them off then. And what was the vibe around? I mean, you're in you're in the press room there. What was the vibe around England? I mean, I was just looking up some some stats of of, of previous winners, and not necessarily suggesting England are are, are going to win the World Cup. Twenty eighteen, France went through with seven points. Did narrow wins against Australia and Peru. Germany twenty fourteen, seven points. Spain twenty ten, six points. Italy two thousand six, seven points. Even some of them then had to beat like Italy in 2006 beat Australia in the last sixteen. Germany beat. Algeria and France beat Argentina and that was an Argentina team who only took who they I think they got through with one win from a group with Croatia, Nigeria and Iceland. Mm. So like is the vibe kind of among the the English pack over there that look we did what we had to do it what there was no kind of Algeria disasters or group disasters are they kind of reasonably content or what what's the feeling like? Well I don't know I mean I think it's I think it's a much more serene environment than sort of previous English camps. So I think there's, a, there's more understanding when they do have a struggle like the um, like the USA game. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I can't even generalize. I think there's, there's been more there's been more fractious build up possibly for England than the last time. Um, and there's been a sense that there's some criticism lingering there. You can see even very high profile pundits sort of questioning you know, Foden's absence, for example. So. Mm-hmm. Um, amongst other things, so I don't even know what the vibe is. I feel like oh, you speak to a lot of the sort of people on the English beat, and everyone knew coming here or sensed coming here they were going to make the quarterfinals. You know, that's always been the yeah. belief that they're going to make the quarterfinals. Um, I mean, does that risk a disaster against Senegal? Thinking that way, um, that I mean, I, I wouldn't want. I, I think after if if they take the right off the ball there, like it's, you can easily see how Senegal could bring them to extra yeah. time. But we'll talk about that game later in the week. Um, but then, you, okay, let's say they get through that. Is there people who go around the place buzzing, thinking England are yeah they're going to do a number on France? I wouldn't pick up that five. I think it's no. I think it's it's quarterfinal seems to be the expectation, and if they manage to get beyond that, it'll become a great tournament for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, USA went through with them. Obviously, you were at the game; you wouldn't have seen an awful lot of it. They had like again with the, the joy of the joy of two channels here. You could like the USA is very very strange when where they've played. They've played three games. They have been quite good for long periods of all of them. And yet they were a goal away against Iran from going out. They they won that they kind of half cleared off the line. It was a penalty appeal, and Iran were kind of um, boisterous in their appeals. I think might be a, a kind way of putting it. They'll play they'll play uh, Netherlands on Saturday. They, you could see them giving them a, a few problems given the high energy that they have. But you know they look like a team who are they look like a team who are um, able to play against good teams almost better than they are against weaker teams. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I I totally see that point. I think they're a dangerous opponent for uh, for Netherlands. I, I think I'll I might try and take in that game if I can if I can locate it, because um, I, I mean I suppose we're, we're we're reviewing two games at once here. Like I see Louis mm-hmm. van Gaal sort of uh, responding to some criticism about performances they did beat only Qatar only two nil, and uh, again people are trying to figure out like how good of their performance has really been, although. A Dutch theme over the last year is that they, they get a lot of wins, got a lot of good results, but never necessarily massively impress people. But they they have the wins on the board. But I agree with you about the states. Um, they are 
they just they have the capability to be to be very tricky. They had a few issues down the left side of their defence in the early minutes against England and just following some people tonight who are at the Iran USA game. I think it's uh, Robinson from Fulham on the left side. They were suggesting he had a couple of tricky moments again and maybe that might be an area that could be targeted. But um sort of further off the park they've got good players who again like against England as the sort of underdog they 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 knew how to 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 sort of manage that game. So I give them a chance. The Iran one, I mean I would have I mean it would have been a good occasion to be at. It does seem like the the descent wasn't as audible in the stadium. Um and there's a lot of theories around that. Um a lot of theories around maybe extra uh Iran fans coming in. Um mm-hmm. can only speculate around that. But uh I'm seeing footage now of uh some uh, fans jeering a bit more sort of dissent on the streets in Iran or out of apartment windows after this result. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's been a Iran have had a hell of a hell of a tournament. You know, like they've they've have been one of the stories of the tournament. Even if they even if they go go home, there's there's like a whole other uh, class of stories coming out of this Iran run, which which aren't just sports section stories. No, and I think. Unfortunately, football and the, the nature of, of what it is being the, the interest in it, like Iran are now out. So whatever, you know, the, the focus has gone off them in terms of anthems and protests and all that sort of stuff. But their story isn't going to go away. So it's probably important that, you know, people keep an eye on, on what's going on, what, what happens to those players. Like that story is the players aren't going to go home and everything's just going to be OK. It's the, the story is going to run whether people are, are, are watching it or not. No, that's it. I mean, and that applies to everything. I mean, like, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the migrant workers in Qatar are going to come back to work in January too. Some of the ones that have been mm-hmm. shipped away um, for the month, you know, um, and obviously, it is the, the you know the, the the world spotlight is on it at the moment, and, and that sort of needs to continue um, to, to a degree. And but but you're 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 so right. I can only echo what you say about the uh, Iran players mm-hmm. that it is. Um, as we've mentioned previously, you know one of their former teammates arrested. Um, uh, you know what's going to happen. You know, like it, there's obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. I was at the Ireland, um, the the Scotland Ireland game. When was that? That was uh, September twenty second, twenty third. Um, I was in Glasgow today at a game, and staying pretty central, and there was massive racket noise didn't know what it was and it was a protest of iranians in scotland because the mm-hmm. um this this is when things had totally sparked off after the death yeah. of uh, maza amini and there was like a i mean there was hundreds out marching through the streets and you have a lot of like scottish and irish fans there in match day mode what what's this all about and um you know two, two three months later you know you're you're it's still obviously there and and it feels like what's happening there at the moment is um, is something that's that's going to last. Um, but I mean, yeah. again, yeah, I, what do we do? We just we just we just we move on to the rest of the games. But like that's the, always, the games. That's, that's, that's World Cup is a social. Like, is it, it's a, it's why it's the biggest thing that's going on in the world at the moment in terms of attention, whether it should be or not. It is because mm-hmm. of all the strands that it sort of knits together. Yeah, and as you said, we we'll, we we'll look at. Um, We'll look at Senegal versus England later in the week. But Senegal yesterday, I mean, I think both of us fancied Ecuador to go through. Senegal produced a, 
a really strong performance and there's a lot of emotion involved with um Kubais talking about Papa Boobity up and dedicating the dedicating the win to the, the late Fulham midfielder as well as you know Sadio Mane who's not there. So there's they seem to be there's a lot more going into it than just the, the, the football into that game yesterday and ahead of the game against England as well. Yeah, no, there is um the, the I mean that that I don't know. You, you can just pull out these words and these phrases about their resilience and 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 stuff like that. And maybe there's not much insight behind it sometimes, um, but really impressive how they responded to the concession. Like I know it's mm-hmm. that classic old line: you're always you're always at your most vulnerable when you sort of um, when you concede. But um, they bounce back, you know, straight away. And again, like we we saw it against. Netherlands, how they can, uh, they know like a lot of the, again, you know, but a lot of the African sides are 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 sort of to have a degree of they know how like people have watched Afcon right and they know how they can be a real battle of endurance you know like they can yeah. actually be very defensive low scoring tournaments that's like not just a, a sort of a a throwaway statement it's like it's very often the case, um, and Ecuador is probably a team that people probably thought that you know a young team you know some sort of a something exciting about them like you know we saw them on the opening day albeit against Qatar looking good but um I think Senegal probably from what I saw you can maybe disagree with me but I thought they deserved it no absolutely absolutely they did absolutely they did um so that's as we as we talked that sets up two of the two of the eight last 16 games there'll be two more decided today so we'll move into our much anticipated predictions then then we've we start off with Group D, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia, France. Obviously, there's it seems to be a lot riding. There is a lot riding on Australia and Denmark. Um, I think Tunisia still have a still have a chance, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it seems probably an un well a draw. I think I think Tunisia are similar positions to what Wales were today, where Tunisia need to beat France and hope that Australia and Denmark draw. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much that's where they're at. Um, in the equation, um, and I mean France are uh, through and and not really vulnerable for top spot because of their goal difference situation. So again, like you know, the France are out again at the weekend, so they're not going to take any unnecessary risks. You wouldn't have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so that opens up the possibility that uh, Tunisia could could get a result. Um, you know, I know you'll you'll have this line about well. Um, the the, you know, the 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 players coming in will be hungry to make an impression, and you know Marcus Turam come on in, in the second half, uh, in the last France game, very impressive, um, yeah. and and they have other bodies. I mean, they were able to do that sort of Canate uh, Raphael Varane swap as well. So, I mean, they'll they'll have good players coming in, whatever whatever they do. Uh, prediction wise, I, I might we let's might do the games in both groups at once because they're they're almost interlinked. So I'm yeah. going to go for for one all in Tunisia France, and I think Denmark are better than Australia. I, I think Denmark weren't bad at all against France. I think Denmark would have to underperform to not beat Australia, um, and I'll take them to do it three one. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take three nil Denmark, and I it's 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 a tricky one. There's obviously a bit of history to put it mildly with France and Tunisia. So I mean. It, in any circumstance, I think Tunisia would be would be um, motivated to try and beat France to go through in a world to go potentially go through from a World Cup would be even a greater carrot for them. I just think even the second string France might have a little bit too much quality, so I'm going to take France to win that one two one. 
And in the other group, we've got Poland, Argentina, Saudi and Mexico. I'm going to take two draws in this uh, in this one. Um, I, I Does can that just put Argentina through? Does that put Argentina yes, through? Yes, it would do. Yeah, it mm. would do. It would put Argentina through in second place. Um, I've been very impressed with Saudi um, in the two games they've, they've played. Obviously, the Argentina one that they won, but they were very, very good against Poland and Mexico weren't so much... A, I'm not, I think it's probably, I, I fancy a draw in Poland and Argentina, and it's probably clouding me a little bit that the idea that Argentina wouldn't go through if Saudi Arabia yeah. wins. So that's probably what's, to, that's probably what's to, clouding my judgment on this. But you're the, couching the your prediction just, there. Yeah, you're couching your I prediction. You, you don't want to predict Argentina going out. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. So I'm going to go for two draws. I think maybe in the in some of the discussions, people sort of think Argentina are fine now because they won that game, but they still have to play Poland. You know, like it is mm-hmm. huge. Absolutely. Like I was walking through the media centre today and there was like a, a Polish crew like doing a very animated like TV slot. And you just sort of like you, you sort of remind yourself like what a huge game it is for them. You know how exciting it is for them. Like they're 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 going into a game with Argentina needing a draw to go through, potentially knocking them out in that scenario. Um but I don't know. Pre- they, they presuming were, sorry, go, go, on, go on. I was gonna say presuming you make the bus, that's the game you're gonna be at. Yeah, I am at Poland Argentina. I mean, I'll, it's a ten o'clock kickoff locally, so I'll be getting the bus around quarter past one. Um, but the, I mean, I, if I miss Argentina in a World Cup, like this is the thing. Like, it's a possibility if you miss the Argentina game, you may not see Argentina in this World Cup at all. Like that is obviously a scenario yeah. that can happen. But I don't know. I thought Poland against Saudi weren't that good. Um, they've turned it on. They haven't conceded a goal yet. They're one of the few teams that that haven't conceded a goal. Um, and that's fine, but they they rode the luck of it against the Saudis, and I just think Argentina will do it. Uh, I think they'll do it, but I don't think they'll do it narrowly, like you know, one nil, and it might be tense and it might be tight, okay. but I think they'll do it. The other game, it could be one where they uh, they potentially kill each other off uh, with a draw. I'm trying to think what the goal difference situation would be between the Saudi. And well, Saudi would stay minus one. Saudi would stay three goals behind Poland. So in that instance, it would be it would be Argentina oh. to top the group with Poland in second. So so Saudi, if they if they were to draw, they need Argentina to hammer Poland. Eventually. Yeah, that's the scenario. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, well, I, okay, I'm not so. going to use that to change my prediction. I'm going to still say that they'll draw uh, Saudi Arabia and Mexico to to uh, to finish in a draw, and I'd say Mexico will be changing their manager after the tournaments. Very much so. Saudi might be too. Dan, thanks very much for that. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy Messi and hope you make it all right. Uh, Thanks for listening to Indo World Cup. Watch us on YouTube or independent.ie or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. 